You are now listening to the MKP Podcast. Hello and welcome to the MKP Podcast, episode 18. 18. Yes, I got that right. Uh, Or should I say welcome to the MP Podcast, episode 1, because Kush's streak of being featured in every single episode has finally come to an end. No, he's not we the knew... champion anymore. He's he's lost it. We knew we'd get him eventually. Um, okay. no, he just had to. He had to be off this week. Uh, it's unfortunate considering last week we were missing you, Paul, and now yeah. we're missing Kush. But at least I'm still here. Yes, exactly. Matt's still here, the uh, god of the MKP podcast. And I and still... I totally haven't missed episodes before or caused the podcast to miss a whole week before. Definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Um, so once again, uh, we were planning to do the next edition of How Well Do You Know You Mate this week. Uh, that's not going to be happening. So um, we have got some stuff lined up for this week's episode. Uh, we've got some news to talk about. And uh, Paul and I are going to use this episode to uh, discuss a mutual mutual uh, enjoyment of ours. Uh, we are going to be taking this episode uh, without Kush as an excuse to talk about one of our favourite TV shows, uh, Doctor Who. In other words, we're going to waffle on for about an hour about something that could take 10 minutes to discuss. But, you know, we love it. We love Doctor Who, so we've got to. We've got to. Yep, we love Doctor Who. Everything uh, pre-2018. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um <laughs> We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Anyway, should we get into the news? Uh, yes, let's get into the news. Let's get into the news. We are recording this on Monday the 12th of July, which means a certain big event for England happened last night. And I'd just like to say, I called it from the start. It wasn't coming home. I called well, my, it. My mate called it about an hour and a half, really, before the before the, the actual game finished. And he said, they're going to win on penalties because England yeah. was right. right. I would just like to point out that ever since the, the Euro started, all three of us have predicted that it is not coming home. Even Kush, the resident yes. podcast football expert, yes. said it is not coming home. I mean, I and, think uh, we, we ultimately were right. We started to think it might when we when we won against Denmark, but then I think we we knew it was going to be penalties. I, th- I think he knew that. And we just beat Denmark, though. No, it was obviously Ukraine, and I can't remember oh, who before that. Oh, it's Ukraine because uh, I know there was one we just barely. I know there was one we went like four four nil against, and I knew there was one we just about beat. Yeah, Ukraine was the four nil. Then we just about beat. Denmark was it Wednesday? I thought it was like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, I feel so sorry for anyone who was working in a spoons last night. Honestly, I'm surprised they kept it open and didn't let them go home and watch it. Mm. So no social distancing in England last night. Pretty much non-existent. Yeah. Uh, After seeing some of these uh, football fans' reactions to the loss. Uh, They never deserved it to come home, I'm going to be honest. Um, First of all, a few weeks ago, when you saw... uh, Did you see there was that picture going around of that crying German girl? Um, After we beat Germany? I think think so. Didn't she get, like, sent money or something? Yeah, but she was sent money because before that, she was getting sent all these sort of, like, troll comments and messages from... 
all these like England fans who were just taking the piss out of her, mocking her, taunting her. And uh, funny, uh, funny how uh, things work out because now a lot of those England fans that were sending those to her now look like her this morning, <laughs> crying because their team lost. Um, Please, yeah, someone, someone raised like I did a fundraiser to uh, raise money for her to show her that not all English people are bad. Most are, but you know, there, there are the very few of us. Yeah, and I know I can't say it's all England fans are like that because obviously. No. It's a case of the vocal minority, isn't it? Exactly. Like, it's a vast minority, I would say. Cause... Yeah. It's like when people try to say, like, oh, all vegans are bad or all vegans try to force it on you. It's like, well, no, you're just thinking of, like, the vocal minority. Yeah. It's like I had this same conversation with someone the other day. But still. And um, that and there's been some, uh, what's his name, Saka? One of the football players? Something like that? Saka? Yes. Something like that. Um, has received some really, really despicable and racially charged, like just, just straight up racist and horrible messages from England fans and like comments and stuff uh, since last night because he, I don't know, I guess he like fumbled something in the game. I didn't watch it. I'm going to be perfectly, I'm going to be honest with you. I did not watch it. The thing is, it was so many people have said this. It was so, because he's like, I think he's like 19 years old and he was doing the last penalty. So that penalty basically decided whether we won the game. Someone yeah. of that age shouldn't have that kind of pressure on them. Yeah. It's, Literally. It's, that's, younger than, that's younger than me now. <laughs> of course it is, yeah. Big, um, big 20 now. That's, yeah. Young, oh, well. You're you're the only uh, you're the only young one left on the I'm, podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm the baby in the group. No, I'm not for long. Not for long, though. One month and well, month and you a got, half. Yeah, you've got just uh, you got just over a month, and then you can join us in the old man club. The old man club. I mean, I've got a flip phone, so like, no, no, no I've got a flip case. But changing the MKP's audience demographic from uh, uh, like eighteen to thirty year olds to. Yeah, uh, <laughs> to eighty plus, to a <laughs> to a fit, to fit the old people demographic, which I think we now fall into. Yes. Oh wow. I don't know. I'm waffling. Anyway, back to the back to the footy. Um, so yeah, just like honestly, if you're that upset and can't handle the fact that we lost something as like something as really meaningless as like a football game. Oh, that's I'm sorry. Bit, that's a bit far. I mean, I did, I did scream yesterday when we lost. I was distraught. But yeah, fair play, fair, like, fair enough. Be passionate and really want us to win. But if you're going out of your way to then like riot or smash up Italian shops or whatever, or attack people for supporting Italy, or you're like leaving these racist hate comments to the players. Then it's like, then you you never deserved it to come home in the first place. Um, if you're like that. It's like when uh, a lot of them booed the national anthem for Italy, and it's like there's no sportsmanship in that. You've you've got to support each other. You know, it's you know that's sports. You respect each other. Exactly. Then, that's 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 what I'm talking. That's the sort of thing I'm talking about. Just like, fair, yeah. like if you're just yeah. upset and you just really wanted England to win, then yeah, it, it's yeah. sad. Like you, you like you got your hopes up and it didn't work out. And it's like, congrats to Italy. But if you just wanted England to win it, then yeah, fair and fair enough. Like being upset and whatnot. But it's then like, don't be one of these people who go out of their way to 
like go after Italian people yeah. or like leave hate comments to the teams and whatnot or attack fans of the other team. Like if because if you're one of those people, then honestly, you didn't deserve for England to win in the first place. And the fact that you just don't deserve to to be a football fan, really. I mean, yeah, you don't you don't deserve to have the glory of your team winning. It's if you're hooliganism. Like that. hooliganism. And yeah, like, one big problem with football, but again, yeah. it's it's, it's, that's always been a ma- like my dad was talking about this to me the other day. Like that's yeah. always been a massive like football hooliganism. Football hooliganism in England has always been pretty bad over here. It's yeah. not it's not the worst over here. There's other places where it's really bad, like in Russia. Russia especially is really bad for it. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, Russia's Russia's bad, but um, but like still, it is pretty bad over here. It, and like it, I literally yeah. saw, I literally saw some people posting on Instagram today, like the yeah. fact that you've got to like protect like women and children and LGBT people and whatnot because, but because grown football fans, grown men who are football fans can't take losing the finals, is mm. ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, uh, commiserations <laughs> to England. Uh, big congrats to Italy. Uh, I really fancy eating pizza now, you know. <laughs> I had pizza for dinner yesterday, and I wish I hadn't now. <laughs> oh dear. I'm saying you wish. I'm, I'm saying you willed it into existence when you ate that pizza, Paul. I'm blaming yeah, you for. I'm blaming you for the loss. I blame myself. I blame myself, Matt. I blame myself. Yeah. But I just want to say to our... Well, they're not going to obviously hear me say this, but to our England team, they played their heart off. They got second place. I mean, come on. That's not happened yeah, in, what, 55 yeah, years? Yeah, fair, fair way getting all the way to the finals, like... Yeah, exactly. And they, they held their own against Italy for about two hours or more. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Italy are pretty good, so... If you go back a few weeks, Kush was and Kush was and convinced we'd even get as far as the semi-finals. Yeah. Seems like, oh, we've got to get through... Uh, Spain and Germany, and like he said, like we're not going to get past those teams, and we did. Yeah. Wait, did we? Did we? Did we? We did, did. We face Spain. I don't. I don't think so. Actually, I'm just trying to think about it because I think. So- I don't remember what what the teams he was on about that we had to get through were. Because I think semi-finals was Denmark. I think quarter-finals was Ukraine, and then whatever they call it before that. Just I think that was. Germany and possibly Spain. Yeah, I know. I know he said Germany was one of the ones we wouldn't get past. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who else he said though, because it slipped yeah. my mind and I cannot remember for the life of me. Actually, apparently the ref yesterday was German. France. <laughs> France was another one he said we wouldn't get through. France. Oh, and I, I think we. I think we did face Spain actually. We probably, I, I, it rings a bell. I seem, I seem to remember. Yeah, that. I think he said France and Spain and Germany were ones we wouldn't get past, and we, we did. We so. Them, so yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty, pretty good. It's pretty. Uh, good. I mean, it proved, proved Kush wrong. <laughs> we proved. I mean, he still predicted it wasn't coming home, which you know he technically got right. Still, no, he yeah, technically he didn't get right, but. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a shame we don't have Kush here to discuss this. I feel like, he, I feel like I'm not the right person for this topic. I, mean, I, I didn't even watch it. I know a very vague amount about the past three matches, but I'm not really much of a football person in the first place. So I'm, I'm, I, I need Kush. I need Kush for that. Yeah, we we really needed Kush to talk about this segment. Um, I don't know if you want Kush's thoughts. 
spam him with message. Please oh, yeah. don't. Please don't. We do no, not go. No, no, no. Nintendo revealed a new Nintendo Switch console, and uh, yeah. it's pretty. It's 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 a. It was a pretty lazy reveal, and it's kind of lame what they yeah. revealed. To be honest, uh, it's a. It's called the Switch OLED model. Yeah. And from what I can tell, it's just a Nintendo Switch in white with slightly better graphics and a slightly improved screen for the handheld version. Oh, and yeah, a little bit more of a higher price tag than uh, the Nintendo Switches. So it's it reminds me of the Xbox Series X, which wasn't really that much different, again, other than specs, and they've just not... Yeah. And they've yeah. made it like a tower. Yeah, but at least the Nintendo Switch, at least the Switch OLED is still a Nintendo Switch. It's not claiming to be a new console. True, true, true. It's just a new version of the Switch of the same console. The Xbox Series X tried to advertise itself as a whole new console, despite the fact it's just a slightly upgraded Xbox One. Yes. <laughs> like that was that was that was just... that was a bit scummy from Xbox. Yeah. I still don't know what the major difference between the Series X and the Xbox One is, except for slightly better graphics. This is why people are going Sony these days. Like most people I yeah. know, they're going like, PS5. At least with the PS5, that's an actual new console. Yeah. The Series X is not a new console. It's just it's, it's, it it's the same thing. shape, isn't it? It's different yeah. shape. Basically series X thing. games play on the oh. Xbox One. So what is the point in getting a Series X? Oh my god, it's just yeah, sales tactic, but it's a it's it's one that people can see through, and that's what's quite funny about it. I might might get a Series X in the years to come. Only because mm. uh, I will admit uh Xbox has the best catalogue of old school games over any current console, except for maybe PC. But PC doesn't count, so... Not PC superior, though. I say that, but I haven't... Yeah. Obviously, obviously, if we're talking about PC, you know, you can pretty much play anything on a PC. Yeah, and it's obviously better, but, you know, it's... But, like, when it comes to consoles, Xbox, through its backwards compatible library, has the absolute 100% best library of old games out of any of them like ps4 and switch aren't even close i'll tell you what i might save up i want to get like a a ps3 or 4 maybe soon just it's mainly for me watching dvds but i might go on to xbox series x maybe but it'd be one of those things and i guess it's the same with you you want to make sure you got plenty of money saved because it's just not worth yeah it's like it's like i tried to play newer stuff Except for like Switch exclusive stuff, which I'll obviously play on there. But like, I try to play newer stuff on my PS4 now. But yeah. the thing is, I just keep getting drawn back to my Xbox by that backwards compatible library <laughs> because it's so good and there's so much there. It's like I said on last week's podcast. I just did. I just replayed the um, the Sonic Adventure games, and it's like it's just got such a good library. So yeah. much stuff is on that backwards compatible library. Yeah, that is that is pretty cool actually looking at old games because it just it brings back memories doesn't it it brings back yeah I, memories yeah even if you know some people say oh i can't get into old games because cameras and controls are bad yeah. but it's just like i i, I love the xbox mostly for just that reason just that backwards compatible library yeah it's mad i think that that that, that is pretty cool that is that is one thing that would because a lot of people get hung up on oh xbox exclusives 
And yes, that is a big problem with the Xbox, the fact that they have, like, fuck all when it comes to exclusives, and no one plays Halo anymore. But and I, I, the thing with Xbox is that backwards compatible library does keep that console alive. Yeah, it's and, the uh, only thing, but still, still keeps it alive. Yeah. Whereas with the PS4, you can only play PS4 games and anything that gets ported, but you need a port. It's not yeah. like. Whereas with the Xbox, you, you don't need them. You don't need to wait for companies to port a game to new consoles. Yeah. Because you've still got the backwards compatible versions that work on the Xbox One and Series X. So I just wish, all I wish is that um, more original Xbox games were backwards compatible. Yeah. Because, like, there's loads and loads of 360 games that are, but then there's so many uh, Xbox, uh, like, original Xbox games that you you still need an Xbox 360 for to play. So. Thankfully, I still have my Xbox 360, so it's fine. I, I did until about two months ago where I had the Red Ring of Death, so I'm, I'm screwed there. <laughs> yeah. I think my, I think mine's a later version of the Xbox Series X, so mine doesn't actually get the Red Ring of Death. Oh, cost yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure the Red Ring of Death's pretty easy, easily fixable, though, because like, it's more just to do with the console being overheated and just needing to be fixed and cleaned a bit. I, th- yeah. I was thinking that because there's obviously a lot of dust on it, so I, I, that yeah. could be it, but I don't know. I would try opening up, and if you still have it, or... I, I think, well, I think we still have it, that's what that's... No, but I'll, I'll check. I'll I was going to say, if you still have it, I would try trying to open the console up and giving it a good clean, and that might fix it. It looks like I'm going on YouTube because I don't know how to open it up without breaking it. Fair enough. I've had to open my <laughs> Xbox One up a few times to clean it yeah. out. And like mess, like try and fix the fan and stuff like that. Yeah. And he's like, my, I, I'm pretty sure my Xbox, um, my Xbox One is like seven, eight years old now at this yeah. point. Oh wow! Yeah, so that, that's how long I've had that thing. Then. Wait, when did? I mean, the consoles came out in 2013. Yeah, I was going to say Xbox I got one. And I got one in 2014. So yeah, that's so that. That is what. Seven years, something yeah, like that. That's seven. That's to, to be fair, seven years for a well console. It, at least from my perspective, is good because mine have kind of broke after four. But yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, but I'm thinking I'm gonna keep uh, running because I was having problems with my Xbox, but I've managed yeah. to sort of fix them now, which is again why I've just been going through that backwards compatible library recently. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I can't believe the tangent we've gone on. We'll bring up a topic, yeah? <laughs> we'll bring up the football, and we'll just start talking <laughs> about, like, the random shit. Pretty much. Um, we bring up Love Island. We start talking about British re- uh, British TV shows. We bring up the Switch OLED. We start talking about Xbox. <laughs> anyway, uh, Switch OLED. Buy it if you want. I, I'm not because I I have a switch and it works perfectly fine. I don't really want to upgrade. So actually, I still need to have a go on that switch. Actually, if you don't mind, because we we should have some. Uh, some I smash- want a Smash Bros tournament with you and Kush, and exactly. I am not going to. I'm not going to rest until I get it. No, that you could be 90 years old I, on your deathbed. You don't will care. Not if, I don't care. Like I, I'm pretty. It's pretty probably pretty obvious that I'm going to beat you both. Because yes. you've yeah. never played Smash Bros, and Kush doesn't own his Switch anymore, he yeah. gave it away. 
But, but still, I want to play that game with you two so badly. Yeah. And Mario Kart. Oh, yes. I mean, if it was like on the DS or on the Wii Nintendo, I would be... I would have a chance of winning, but I, I still want the Switch. I don't think I will. It's not too different playing it. I, I'll give. I'll tell you that. Really? It's not too different playing it on the Switch. Just you're playing it with a slightly smaller controller. That is my main issue because my hands it, are pretty. Right, it, it, it controls the same, and like we have steering wheels for it as well. Yeah. Oh, like really you, you, you still you like you know you could for the Wii you could get the steering wheels. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can. We've got one of those. We got some of those for the Switch as well. So you should be fine. Nice. Shall we get into uh, the meat and potatoes of the the, uh, the podcast? The meat of the sandwich, the ham of so. Sandwich. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this, Paul. There's a there's a little oh, known show I like, and uh, a little known show. It, it, it wasn't ever that big, you right. know. Some people over in the UK heard of it. It's called uh, you know Doctor Who. I've never heard of that. Never heard nah. of it. <laughs> No, I met this guy because of it actually. Because oh, uh, there was this guy I know who liked the show. I think his name was like M- Maul Miggot, something like that. Like yeah. along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Did, did, did he like? I was going to try and switch. The... I was going to try and switch your uh, initials around, but then I realized that wouldn't <laughs> work. It's your initials. <laughs> you just stay Paul Piggot. You don't change. Oh, see, that's 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 the magic of me. Hang on a second, it's not me, is it? I thought it was someone else. It was more Miggot. I, I've not seen this. Yeah, this no, more Miggot. No, like the reason we pretty much became friends was because of this show. I was basic. I, I'm trying to fix it because we tried to like remember this when we did that episode when we were like talking about how we met. But I think it was kind of end of year six, wasn't it? Where we kind of started talking about Doctor Who. It must have been around that time. Oh, we were in the we were in the Wind and the Willows together. Yes, it was pro- probably then when it started because obviously we were acting. Yeah, like- and there there was a scene in that show in which a little eleven year old me had to tug on Uria. Oh, <laughs> well, well, uh, well, telling you I was the uh, the chief and the that chief. I ruled the uh, the, the villains because we were all both villains. I was the I was the head villain, oh, and you were best. you were like my right hand. You were my right hand man. Best part I've ever played. Best part I ever played, ever, hands down. Didn't you have like two lines, and in like your big <laughs> starring moment was me pulling on your ear? Pretty much falling line. There was, and I'm not going to say the last name of the teacher either. But there was a certain teacher who thought that you were doing it for real because apparently my acting was pretty good. But this was years ago. What's wrong with for real? I'm pretty sure I was. No, but like, actually, like proper tugging on it, because bro, I, 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 I had to make you fall in line. You were my right hand man. I was the cheap villain. And similarly, oh, all these years later, you know, I still have to make you fall in line. You know, I'm the glue that holds the sandwich. Okay, let's just forget that I ever said that because I don't know why I said that. Wait, what did she say? The glue that holds this sandwich together. Oh yeah. Bro, that, that, that's not that my best. Bro, that quote's immortal. It's the best quote on the podcast. It's the best podcast podcast quote of the year. Actually, it might be last year. I can't even remember now. Bro, that that quote is going on my gravestone. Like, oh, 
Oh, I'm, oh, I'm so touched by that. Thank you. Thank you. I, I reckon when I get my first tattoo, I should get the glue that holds the sandwich yeah. together. Just a piece of me with a thumbs up. And then underneath it, a picture of a sandwich full of glue. Yeah, and then just put like a dash and say who said it and what year they said it. Paul Piggott 2021. marks, Paul Piggott 2020. You've got to cite your sources, Matt. This is, this is the media industry. Your sources. Put it through cite this for me. Cite this for me, Paul Piggott. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, more tangents. Um, uh, what, what, what's your first memory of Doctor Who, uh, Big Piggott? My first ever memory is uh, from 2006. I was round my grandparents' house and we were watching TV. I just remember a massive werewolf just running down a corridor and David Tennant and Billy Piper running away from it. First ever Doctor Who memory ever, like hands down. What was yours, Matt? What was your first ever memory? My earliest memory of Doctor Who is doing homework in 2007. Oh, I think I know what one you meant, yeah. And finishing the homework and going next door into the living room. Uh, and uh, a certain uh, show was on. Uh, it was called Doctor Who. And it was an episode entitled Smith and Jones. And I watched a little bit of it and they were just walking around a hospital and I thought, oh, this must be a boring adult show. So I went away. Little did I realise about ten minutes later, space rhinos would show up and start shooting people. They were on the moon. Uh, yeah. And um but then we were on holiday the next week, staying in a log cabin. Mm. eating dinner. And uh my parents put a put a show on. And lo and behold, it's that Doctor Who show again. Mm. I think, oh no, it's that hospital programme. And you know, clearly the fact it was called Doctor Who probably didn't help. Yes, that's that's fair. That's fair. And then witches started appearing, and Shakespeare started appearing, and it wasn't a very good episode. But for some reason, it's my first episode, and it got me into watching the show. I watched next week. There was flying cars and big crabs, and then the next week there were Daleks, and then from there on out, I was pretty much hooked. Yes, it was um, season three. I think we can both agree. Season one, two, three, four. It got better as it went along. And I think, yeah, season three was... Just... Season three is very underrated. It is. Martha is such an underrated companion as well. It's got I mean, one of the weaker finales, but I do think it's a very underrated series. I mean, the last ever episode is, yeah. We'll get to that, fun. actually, though. We'll get to that true, eventually. True, 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 um, true. Got a favourite modern Doctor Who episode, Paul? We would talk Say about that, Doctor Who, but you all aren't ready for that yet. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not so well versed in classic. Yeah, you all aren't ready for classic Doctor Who yet. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've watched... Well, we are really desperate for topics and really ready to show how nerdy we can be. Then oh, maybe we'll true. talk about classic Doctor Who. But for ben, now, let's just stick with the modern I've, stuff. I've my DVD, so give it, give it, give it, if, give it, I don't know, a year until Kush can't come on next time and then we'll talk about classic. Yeah, when we're desperate, we'll talk about classic Doctor Who. Favorite favorite modern Who episode, Paul? I think you know the answer to this, and you you I know you don't agree, but the end. There are two I'm I'm thinking of. There's two. There's two stories I'm thinking of. Yes, I really hope it's one rather than the other. It's either Stolen Earth and Journey's End or the End of Time. Matt, you know what I'm going to say. 
End of time. Although Star on Earth is my second favourite. I cannot and get behind that one, my guy. It's but... very close. It's very close. Cause I cannot so... get behind the end of time, my guy. Oh my! Oh, I, cannot get, I can't get behind that one. Um, my oh. favourite modern oh. Doctor Who episode. It's difficult because there are quite a few good ones. It's, it's got to be so something good. from the David Tennant era, oh, or from Christopher Eccleston. Yeah, that's fair. Mm. I, I, you quite like um, Family of Blood, don't you? Human Nature, Family of Blood. I have grown to love human nature and family of blood where he becomes a human. Yeah. So they're, they're really good. And I don't know why I never loved them as a kid. Um, I've got a soft spot for Doomsday. Oh, of course. I've, I, everyone has a soft spot for that episode. I mean, come Doomsday on, is a very good episode. Daleks versus Cybermen. Um, and you know what? I've got a, I really love um, Bad Wolf. And parting of the ways. Yeah, it's in the first ever two. Well, the first season finale, and it really it just showed what Doctor Who was capable of. Yeah. Really, didn't Another it? one I really like um, is uh, what's it called? Um, oh, Doctor Dances, Empty Child. It's, yes, so A good. Stephen Moffat, the first Stephen Moffat episode. Yeah, I think though, if I had to pick a favorite. Ooh, I, I, I'm I gonna guess that you're gonna still go. gonna be Army of Ghosts and What's Doomsday. That? Really? I think I've still gonna pick Army really? of Ghosts and Doomsday. Fair, fair enough. Even though I wish the Rose melodrama was played down a little bit less, <laughs> nothing will ever top that cliffhanger where the it's, Daleks come out. Absolutely. After the Cybermen and Daleks versus Cybermen is just fucking it's awesome. Just the best, best thing ever. Best thing ever. It's so cool. Uh, that, that I I can get behind that one. And the thing is, I know the Rose like drama was a bit cringy, but I you know I still get upset at the end of that episode. Still get upset. We'll be able to talk some more in depth about episodes though, because the reason we bring up Doctor Who is yes. because we've got a tier list. We have a tier list of all of the modern series of Doctor Who, and we're going to rank them. Does this include season eleven and twelve? Yes, it does. Every single series from two thousand and from two thousand five to two thousand twenty. Yes. Oh, and God. also, uh, there's something else we need to point out. So, uh, we are going to count. We are going to take into consideration Christmas specials and stuff. Yeah. True. Yeah. The way I'm saying it is, uh, Christmas Invasion counts as series two. Yes. Runaway Bride is series three. Boys of the Damned. Boys of the Damned counts as series four. All of the other David Tennant specials count as series four, including End of Time. Christmas Carol counts as season five. Oh, I I thought you would do season six for that. Yeah, actually, no. Okay, Christmas Carol then counts as season five, season six. Is it, yeah. Um, it was Doctor Widow in the Wardrobe next, wasn't Doctor it? Doctor Widow in the Wardrobe counts as Series 7, and so does The Snowmen. Yeah, both, both not the best Christmas specials. Yeah. Yeah. The Day of the Doctor and Time of the Doctor both count as Series 7. 6. 7. Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, I was saying that, that classic episode, yeah. Yeah. And, um... Oh, what's the next one? Last oh, Christmas? Last Christmas, that was... That counts as Series... I, I want to count that one as Series 8. So do I, actually, just because it was... Because why he's still got the, the Danny Pink and stuff going yeah, on in it. Yeah, I agree with uh, that. What was the one after that? 
Husbands of River Song. And then it was Return of Doctor Mysterio. Husbands of River Song, I'm going to count as Series 9. Same. And the Return of Doctor Mysterio, I'm going to count as Series 10. I think it does technically on the DVDs anyway, so I think yeah, yeah that works. And uh, after that... You kind of have to... The uh, Twice Upon a Time... You kind Twice of have Upon to a Time counts as Series 10 yeah. as well. Um... Uh, what's it? Resolution counts as 11, and uh, Revolution of the Daleks counts as Series 12. Season 12. Yeah. Got that? She's 11 and 12 now, so I can talk a little bit about it, which is... Just wanted to make sure we clear up that we are including those episodes when we talk about the series as as a whole. Yeah. So we have some tiers here. We've got top tier, Legendary. Next tier is Fantastic, which is the equivalent of like a good tier. We've got Meh, Bad, oh, I love Rackets that. Wolf. And then in the bottom tier, we've got Send It Back Into The Time War, Back Into Hell. That, that's my favourite, because obviously that's a quote from my favourite episode. So I thought oh, you'd like that. I'd pretty much put that in there for you, mate. Oh, so you're such a lad. Have such a lad. Have that, mate. <laughs> I appreciate that so much. So, Brilliant. we start, obviously, with we'll Series 1. And I'm not going to lie, I know there's a fantastic tier, but this has got to be legendary. Fantastic makes more sense, though, because it's like his his line. That was his line. I don't care. The series belongs nowhere but legendary. It brought the show back. It shut up the people who were like, oh, Doctor Who is for, like, Doctor Who bad Mm. when the classics died. And, like... It just, it started all of these. Like, you wouldn't have any of these other series if this one it had failed. Very true. It is very true. You know what? Because you've given me back into the time war, back into hell, yeah. I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you that. And I don't know when the last time you would have watched series one is, but go back and watch it from start to finish. Mm. It's so good. About I genuinely don't think there's a bad episode. I mean, the only the only episode that I would find quite boring is The Young Quiet Dead. But even then, it's still a good story but it just you know it was just a bit i don't even think the i don't even think the free slovene episodes are bad no oh, i love i love um, like, the london I, World War III, I, I genuinely think. i would genuinely say series one is like the perfect series i i don't think there's a bad episode in there it's, it brings so many like different genres in as well because it's like doc, it's sci-fi but then it's real life at the same time in that series yeah it's dark it's quite dark as well which yeah it's very down to earth, which is something yeah. that I think some of the later series haven't been. Yeah, and that's Especially why she ones. But yeah, it's very, it's very down to earth, and it's just like, yeah, I don't know, it's just very good. It's every two parter in that series is is just at least eight out of ten quality. The single episodes just they yeah. they, they might have their bad moments, but they're still really yeah. really good. I, I genuinely don't think it belongs anywhere but legendary. It's a very good series. Yeah, I was still so watchable. Some of the special effects are a little bit ropey by today's standards. Yeah, but it's very, it's still very watchable. I think, like you said, it was we relied on that series. You know, the pressure was on to, to you know, get Doctor Who started again, and that series did it. So yeah, it works. Right, season two. You know what? I do like series three, but I might make a controversial statement here and say this might be my favorite David Tennant series. Really? Wow. There are some very good ones here. There is uh um right, so 
Christmas Invasion oh, is, a, is, is a, a very good. He's one of the best uh, it, Christmas specials. To this day, it's probably the sec- my second favourite because obviously End of Time. But yeah, yeah it's so it's good. So good. And um, I will admit, New Earth is a little bit yeah. of a slow starter. It's it's a it's a bit of a cringe episode as well, but I I quite like New Earth. I New Earth's like. not amazing. Um, face, that's what puts it up for me. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of Tooth and Claw. I know you really like that episode. I think there's a bit of bias considering what I said earlier, but you know, it's it's I just yeah, classic. I think but... it's a little bit of a meh episode, but then you get School Reunion, and that is quality. Chef's Kiss. Sarah Jane Smith. Anything yeah. with Sarah oh, is good. I forgot what I was saying about episodes I love. Girl in the Fireplace comes after that as well. Yes, it does. That, Girl in that the Fireplace is... is so fucking good. Other than Silence in the Library, I think that's probably his best work. Uh, Moffat was so such good. a good writer in these years. When he Girl was in the Fireplace is so fucking good. And then you get the Cyberman 2 parter afterwards. That, that's... That's mm, very that good. iffy. It, 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 I like I, that two-par, you know. Six out of ten, seven, maybe. No, oh, I like that two-par. I like the whole parallel world really? stuff. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it's not a bad... Don't get me wrong. It's in no way a bad episode. It's after, very, after that, you get another little bit of a stinky one with uh, with Idiot's Lantern. Good concept. I just... It, it gets boring in places. It's, it's okay, but it's not wonderful. Um... No. Weakest of the series, or other than well, what comes after Idiot's Lantern? Oh, it's Impossible Planet, so good. It's like it's like a perfect horror two part. Yeah, it's it shows that Doctor Who is not just the yeah. like, sci fi show. That, in the first part, you've got the constant teasing of like something yeah. coming, and then you've got Toby getting possessed, and it's all like it's all built up around horror. Yeah, and in that second part, you've got them getting chased by the Ood, and then you actually so see good. the devil as well at the end. Yeah, nice, oh, such a good two part. Yeah, I th- that one's good with a great ending as well. Yes, yes, true. It's kind of it was one of the it's something you don't get in actual horrors where everything's like great at the end, but it was, yeah, it was good. And it obviously predicts what happens at the end of the series, which I thought was pretty yeah. cool. And then after that, you get the uh, infamous Love and Monsters. This one's a difficult because it's a such a cringy episode, and there's such a bad joke at the end. But it's actually what I like about it is the Doctor's not in it much, and it's more about kind of the Doctor's legacy in that one, which yeah. I quite like. Love and but... Monsters is pretty fucking bad, though. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's it's it's, it's kind it's of so bad. It's good. I feel like though. I I respect that. I respect like, that. It's not boring. No, no, not at all. It's not a boring episode. It falls under... I feel like it falls under the so bad it's good. Yeah. It's it's hilariously bad, that episode. It is. It is. It is quite... It's the villain for me. Like like I said, I like the fact the Doctor's legacy, but the villain just... Yeah. And um, after that, you get another kind of bad one would fear her. Not not a great one. Again, concept-wise... Semi decent, but yeah, yeah no. the concept was decent. But like the docks are running along with the Olympic flame 
at the end of the episode a bit of a piss take. Bit, bit, yeah, bit cringe. Bit cringe. It's like, seriously, is nobody... Yeah, so the the guy who's running, the athlete, yeah, running with the Olympic torch, collapses. Because a little ship flies in the torch. It doesn't even fly yeah. out of space. Yeah. Like... And then no one questions it. No one comes to his aid, but no one questions it when some random weirdo in a suit picks up the torch and starts running. <laughs> and then no one stops him from no one stops him from running into the stadium. No one questions it when this random guy in a suit is lighting the Olympic torch. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it's also kind of brilliant. It's it's but it's like it's stupid but great at the same time. It's brilliantly it stupid. Can be two things at once. It can be yeah, two. Things it's brilliantly things. stupid. <laughs> and and then you get that great finale as well with Army of Ghosts <laughs> and Doomsday. I don't know if it's legendary, but I do think it, it belongs in Fantastic. If you put it under Fantastic, you would be mad. So I think, yeah, Fantastic. I think it can't be above that just because some of the single episodes bring it down. Yeah, but... I do think Series 1 is much better than it, but I do think it belongs in Fantastic. Def- definitely, definitely. Now we get to my first series of the show, yeah. Series 3. And to be honest... I really like series three. I think it's very underrated. Yeah. But there are some pretty meh episodes in there. You know, you got the Runaway Bride. Runaway Bride's decent. Smith and Jones is pretty good. But then okay. you get the Shakespeare Code, which is. Now, you're going to hate me for this, but I really like Gridlock. I like I, Gridlock. I really like Gridlock. But I like I Gridlock. The Dalek two parter. That drags it down for me because that I just quite like the Dalek two part though as well. Just, I just feel like they overused the. It could have been a single episode. I just I feel like, like they maybe were... having Daleks in this series was a little bit. I feel like maybe they should have left them out this series. Yeah. But I get why they did it. Obviously, to set up for Stolen Earth and Journey's oh, End, yeah. and it... because they also have an agreement with the guy who owns the Daleks uh, or his estate that they have to use them once a series. Yeah. So, but um, I don't know. And then what's after? Oh, Lazarus experiment. It that's kind of meh. It's I yeah. It's not the best. Forty two. Lazarus experiment. Forty two. You know the one on spaceship where they got forty two minutes to. Oh like, god, that episode's terrible. And it's Chris Chibnall as well. I wouldn't go as far as terrible, but yes, it's no. That episode is. Boring as fuck. It just, it just showed Chris Chibnall. Like, I, this is why I predicted Chris wouldn't be the best. Because, mm. yeah. Um, and uh, the next oh, is obviously human nature, family, and blood. That brings it up a lot. That and then you've got Blink. Blink. Blink Again, brings it up. Great single episode. And then you get that polarizing three parter. Now, obviously, Utopia and Sound of Drums, in my opinion, you can't fault them. It's, Utopia is very good. I will admit, Utopia is very good. Under Drums is a great setup, mm. and it all kind of falls flat in Last of the Time Lords. It's, a lot of people criticize Last of the Time Lords because of obviously what happens with the Doctor and the whole you know satellite network thing. But and it I, just becomes Super Saiyan. It's Doctor Who, so I, I think the whole it's it's cringe, it's unrealistic. I think I just don't get that argument because it's I feel like it's it's, it's such a duace machina though. He just goes super. Yeah. He, he collects all the chaos emeralds and beats the master with ease. Like it's so it it's is such a like a it's then such again, a cop out ending. 
it's turning what the, the master was obviously trying to control them and it turns that on its head and turns that against him which i, think I just the... can't get past it and you can try and justify it but it's such a duess machina that i just can't justify it it's 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 definitely in my opinion the worst like single episode of the finales for you know the first four series i will admit this is difficult because i really want to put it in fantastic because the episodes in this series that are good are very good like nature and blink are so good and runaway bride if you count that that's a good special it is a very good special and the setup to the finale is very good Yes, but I don't think I can put it in fantastic. I think this might have to be a meh. I I want to go fantastic, but I will give you meh. But you know what I'm going to say about series four. So I, I think I, this might have to be a meh, my guy. Honestly, I, I think if we were to do it, I would say it would have to be between meh and fantastic. But yeah, I think, I yeah. think I think you could maybe bump it up to fantastic. Yeah. But I think it's got to be it's got to be a good meh. We've got we've got to be quite harsh with this, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think there there's definitely a few more misses in this series than there had been previously. Mm. Series four. Now you are very, very biased towards this series. Okay. And to be honest, I can't really blame you because there are some great ones it's in here. Too, too good. Okay, it's got well, I uh, Sontara's strategy in Poison Sky. Some people find it boring. I like it a I think lot. It's okay at best. I don't think it's a great two-parter. It's not. It's by far not the best. But then you have Silence in the Library, which is, in my opinion, also still like to give a uh, special shout out to uh, Planet of the Ood. Yeah, that's a great story. I love the um, I love the parallels they did to slavery in that one. Okay, that's that's and like fine. how they showed how bad it could be. Yeah, and um, I I do think Partners in Crime is decent as well. It's decent. I wouldn't say it's a great episode, but it's it's definitely decent. Fires of Pompeii is okay. I I re- it's I'm weird with Fires of Pompeii because I absolutely love that, but I think it sets up Turn Left, which is one of the reasons why I like it so much. And I feel it. Fires of Pompeii is helped by the fact it does sort of set up a season nine episode as well. That's. Very true, actually. Yes, and it's like that long-term storytelling played out. But yeah. uh, what I've... comes after? Oh, uh, there it's... is a oh, Doctor's Daughter. Uh, it's a bit of a stinker, in my opinion. I I like it more. Actually, the reason I like it so much is because at the end, where the Doctor's about to shoot that guy, I think that's obviously the Doctor would never hold a gun. So I think you're like, is he going to shoot him? Is he not? I, I I like that bit, but I think I think Doctor's Daughter is a little bit of a stinker, but yeah. I know um, what comes the... after Doctor's Daughter? Unicorn and the Wasp. I know you don't like that one. Unicorn and the Wasp. Unicorn and the Wasp is fucking boring. I'm not gonna lie. It's, that. it's seven it's midnight. No. no, it's in the library. Wait, were midnight and turn left after another? Uh, yeah, midnight then turn left. Mad, because they are two. Really fucking good they episodes. Such good episodes. Um, so yes, in the Library, Forest of the Dead is very good. It's, in my opinion, Stephen Moffat's best ever story like, ever. Yeah. yeah, like it's it's so so good. And then obviously Midnight Next, which I just Midnight is one of those like we were talking earlier about the same pit is sort of horror. It's Midnight is very good. It's such it, it it's it like it's. It's such clever writing because it talks about human nature and how humans yeah. were basically the 
Enemies. Yeah. I love I love how different that episode is as well. Like usually, I saw mm. someone point this out. Usually in other Doctor Who episodes, the Doctor will give his big like, "I'm the Doctor. I'm this, this, and this speech," yeah. and everyone will be quiet and follow what he says. In this episode, he goes, "I'm the Doctor." He gives his big "I'm blah 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 blah" speech, and other people go, "You better follow yourself. What are you just right? No, nah, I'm going to you. I'm not having that." <laughs> I have to turn around. <laughs> No, but that's that's a, that's a very good point now that you say it because it is a lot. That I'm not saying I don't like when he does that, but obviously it turns it on its head. It's, yeah, it's clever. Uh, speaking of turning things, turn the uh, is fantastic. Well, you can't fault that. Like, come on, it's so good. The end of the world, basically, is in a pop. Literally, the end of the world. Yeah, I love how they just go back through all the other series. Yeah, just like. Everything changes because of just one moment in Runaway Bride. Interesting fact. When I was in uh, a certain place with my brother the other week, which I'm not going to say, we were watching the last four episodes of that series. And yeah, turn left. Yeah, it's just... You can't fault it. You cannot fault it. And then it sets up uh, the brilliant finale. Uh, I know some people aren't big on uh, Journey's End, but I think... I think how good Stolen Earth is as well has to just outweigh it uh i do think the doctor uh, sort of regenerating and then yeah. not is a bit of a cop-out but yeah but at the end of the day like it made for a great yeah, cliffhanger so... david tennant who wants to lose david tennant i remember i mean made for a memorable cliffhanger i can remember yeah. being seven years old and being not even seven i remember being like six Stop. years old yeah and being like oh my god no doctor regenerating wow I, I... I remember being like that and it's like I can remember that cliffhanger when it first came and out. I, I, I've, I was sitting around my cousin's house. I, I remember snippets of it because obviously I wasn't really into it back then. But yeah, I, it's, it's like, come on, planets in the sky, Earth is moved, like yeah. Armour of Alex, Davros returns, and it's, it's a crossover episode. Yeah. Like, anyway, um, because, we're only, because we're only four series in, uh, we're going to speed fire the specials. Speed fire. Uh, next Doctor is meh. Meh. Uh, Planet uh, of the Dead. Planet, no, what's it called? Uh, Planet oh, of... It's Planet of the Dead. Planet of the Dead is bad. Oh, um, I like still. And, uh, Planet of the Dead's rubbish. Uh, Wars of Mars is very good. Absolute classic. Wars of Mars is a great episode. And End of Time is... Get this. And no, I kind of like it less the more I watch it. It's 10 out of 10. Come on. No, it isn't. Time was guy, bad. End of time part one yeah. is so slow to set stuff up. Okay. End of time, end part, of time part two has just it's still slow. The doctor spends half the episode in space doing bugger all. He's fixing the heating. Yeah. Fucking fucking riveting for David Tennant's last episode. He's fixing the heating. Yeah, but then he fixes the shit. I can get a repairman in to. I can watch a repairman do the same thing around my house. I don't need to watch David Tennant do it. Every single missile on Earth is just shot towards their ship while they're flying down to Earth for like a thousand miles an hour. That is just. One thing I will say: uh, the reveal that Wilf was the one who was knocking was fantastic. But. I really hate the temper tantrum the Doctor has afterwards. Oh, come on, that's good. Like he's that, This is the one moment where the Doctor is able to show that inside he is still, a, you know, we're all a child. He doesn't fit the Doctor. He's just so out of character for him. Like, yeah, I, know but... it's, like, I know it's no. like, 
I know it's because well, he thinks like, oh, this body's gonna die if I do this. But the doctor wouldn't have a tantrum about it. But, like but, uh, he's not the first yeah. doctor to die by sacrificing himself. Like when you think about it, nine did it, three yeah. he sacrificed himself, five sacrificed himself, and nine sacrificed themselves, and they didn't cry about it. So why does ten cry about it? There are theories around why, and I think it's because like David Tennant's doctor as in in the universe was he he was like he lasted the least amount of time as in i think it was supposed to be four years he was the 10th doctor and other doctors probably hundreds of years that's a theory so i don't know if that's like true but i think that might be one of the reasons he's so i think people arguing that nine lasted less time than 10 though so maybe it it, It is whatever but i feel like and then Oh, the scenes where he goes to see all the companions are nice, even if it's a little bit of a rehash of Journey's End. And uh, and then the regeneration scene is brilliant. It's fantastic. But... Legendary. But... What? what? I don't want to go. It's so cringe. I'm sorry. It's such a dead final line. I, there's one thing I like about that line, and that it's... You know, he keeps going Alonzi, and then Alonzi is French for let's go, and then at the end he says, I don't want to go. That's the one thing I like about that line, but other than that, it's such a cringy final line. I like that line, and the thing is, they filmed that like, hundreds of times. Cause yeah, they... I am so glad they didn't go with the one where he's going, I don't want to go. He's like, really crying about it. I'm so glad they didn't go with that one, because that one's just terrible. I, I think they, they managed I think they managed to get the contrast between not too not too upset and not too just dry. I think I th- I think mm-hmm. it works. I think it works. I mean there's gonna be no last line that's gonna be brilliant, but I think it I think it works. I disagree. I think every other modern doctor has had a brilliant final line except for ten. I like, I like I think nine's it's final seven. line was great. I think eleven's final line was great, and I think twelve's yeah. final line was great. But remember, eleven's was just tens is just cringy to me. I can't, shows, I can't, tell you, I can't. I've got to tell it how it is. Like it shows vulnerability from the Doctor, and that that's something you don't normally see. And this is like obviously you had the Time Lord Victoria stuff where he was strong and almighty. Then you had vulnerability. And I think that's oh, that's what I love You're about. You're not it. gonna convince me, lad. I'm gonna be on it. You're not gonna convince me. Oh, I, I can't get mine. Yeah. I don't want to go. Uh, I will say Matt Smith's first scene after he oh, regenerates yeah. is great. I like, that. I like that. Perfectly sets up his Doctor. Yeah. And uh, series four as a whole, I know where you want it, so I'm gonna let you have it. It's not a legendary. I'll give you a legendary. <laughs> there are some great there are some great ones in there. You know, Forest of the Dead is great, Turn Left is great, Midnight is great, Waters of Mars. The Stolen Earth Journey's End two part is great. In my opinion, even without the specials, season four would be in legendary, but I think the specials do just bump it up that bit I more. I think if you took away the specials, I'd be more convinced to put it in legendary. Really? I think the specials are I think the specials are what lets it down a little bit for me when you take it into account as a whole because I can't get behind oh Voyage of the Damned as well is great yes that that's one of my favorites but it's just like I don't know the only special I really love is Waters of Mars other than that like the specials don't do it for me I'm generally offended by the end of time but 
It, it is. I it can't is. get behind it. I can't get behind it. It's not a great finale for ten. At least you haven't called it bad. You've just said it's not the best, which I. I it's not I, bad. No, it's just underwhelming for his finale, in my oh. opinion. End of time, though. The end of time. That's that's pretty big. Ah, man, it's, it's, the first part is so slow to set stuff up. The best part about the story is the interactions between the Doctor and the Master and Wilf. But yeah. like, it's so slow to set things up. And then it's such an underwhelming return for the Time Lords as well. I can't get behind it. I'm sorry. I don't know. But Raz- I think Ra- like Timothy Dalton as Razalon just shows how mighty they actually are. Was good. Dalton was good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we need to move on. Series 5 to... is Moffat's best series as showrunner. It is, well, other than season 10, I would argue. No, I still think this is better than series 10. I would... Series 5 is amazing. I, I, I needed to go back and rewatch series 5 to realise how yeah. good it was. Yeah. It's like, the 11th hour that... is the best like introduction to a Doctor. It's the best, so in my opinion, it's probably, other than like Smith and Jones, it's probably the best opener for all of New Who, because I, I think, think it's the best opener, to be honest. You, it, yeah. I'd say it's the best opener of the modern series. Um, that's great. Uh, this was before Amy Pond became annoying. Um, <laughs> yeah, so pretty much. So it's still pretty good. Um, I think uh, the oh, Beast Below is decent. Decent. Not great, but decent. Victory of the Daleks is it's pretty good. Decent. I think those two are not the strongest. The Angel two-parter is fantastic. I, I lo- that, that is one of my favourite two-parters. I'd say top five, maybe. I just think I say Vampires in Venice is a little bit boring. I, that's one of my least favourite episodes of the series. Vampires in Venice is a little bit boring. What comes after Vampires in Venice? Is it the Amy's Silurian Ch- one? No, it's Amy's Choice. Oh, Amy's Choice three. is very good. I love that one. I, I, I love Amy's Choice. Good. Amy's Choice is very good. Yeah, I just wish they brought back uh, the Dream Lord. Yeah, kind of, it was about the War Doctor. Yeah, great yeah. actor for him as well, Toby Jones. He's he's in Mar- the Marvel Cinematic Universe, isn't he? Yes, he, he is. Uh, oh, Zeldorf. what's his face? Not Zelda. Fucking no. Uh, he's the guy. He's Captain- one of the villains from Captain America. Yeah, and um, and after uh, that. Was the hungry earth and cold blood, wasn't it? Yeah. it was I feel like that could have been better. It's also Chris Chibnall, which yeah. is kind of kind of where you see why it could have been better. It was it was decent, but the weakest two parter, I'd say, of the series. I'm not gonna lie, all the Chris Chibnall episodes now, even from the older series, they always remind me of his version of the show, which we'll yeah. get to. Yeah, but the Silurium two part is the same. It just reminds me of that version Let's of the show. Forget, Matt, he wrote the episode of Torchwood where the alien is a sex gas who feeds off of orgasms, right? That he oh, wrote. That's, fan. that's legendary. What you want about? That's legendary. So hilarious. Because it's funny, but it's not legendary because it's actually a good episode. Nah, bro. It's the sex alien. All hail the sex alien from Torchwood. <laughs> So crazy villain, better than the Daleks, to be honest. Uh, if you actually walk out of alien from Torchwood, um, what, yeah, but uh, season five after that, it was uh, yeah, the Silurian two parts not great, but what comes after Vincent and the Doctor? And I say, fantastic, a lot of people love that. I think that is a fucking boring episode. 
I think it's so boring. It used to be the same after rewatching it. I think it's a pretty decent episode, but the ending of the episode is so fucking perfect. It's so good. And fun fact, it's the most viewed video on uh, the Doctor Who YouTube channel. That is true. That is true. Even more than uh, David Tennant's Regeneration, which, which I thought was the number one. Yeah. I just, uh, I don't get behind. Even the ending, I just think, is a bit like. I, just, oh, I love that ending. I love it. I love that ending too much, where he shows Vincent, like his life and his just, legacy, and in the, the the message at the end that even though it didn't change anything, like yeah, the bad that, things in life don't ruin the good things. Like, it's such a good message. That's what it for me though. It's like he sees all of that, but he still goes crazy and he still gets depressed. And I'm just like, well, he wouldn't if he the had idea seen that You can't change it. Some things are just meant to happen. Yeah, but like, if but you, it's still, it's still, it still adds that message at the end of like, sometimes the bad things will like ruin good things, right. but it doesn't necessarily mean that the bad thing. I don't know. I can't remember the message exactly. It's something along the lines of the bad things don't ruin, don't always ruin what the yeah, good things meant in that case it did though because he still got depressed and nah like, bro i you can't convince me it's it's nah. in the doctor it's a decent episode and then the ending is the ending is a legendary that episode with vampires and venice to me is just so weak for season five it's... come back to vampires and venice <laughs> no it's just though those two to me are the only ones that really drag it down uh, I think only Vampires in Venice drags it down for me. I think uh, Beast Below is a worse episode than Vincent and the Doctor. Uh, can't convince me on that. Roger is up next, which is surprisingly good. I, I really like that one. It's uh, not on James Corden aside. Great episode. He, and, work, uh, he works in that. He works in that. Yeah. Great episode. And um, yeah. oh, the finale is fantastic. It's brilliant. It's, uh, I think it's, I don't think it's Moffat's best finale. I think that is in series 10. Yes, yes. But I do think it's a better finale than series 3's. Uh, I would have to slightly disagree, but I would say it's close because obviously it's dealing with literally the destruction of the universe. So yeah. it's, uh, nah, yeah. I, I, I think series 5's got to be legendary. I'm going to have to go fantastic, but nah. I, I, I've got to. It's just. I feel like that's going to be legendary, bro. It's Moffat's best series. Not five above two, though. It just. It. I can't do that. It just to me. I can though. I. I feel like it's too good. There's just not. There's not enough like good episodes in the series to have it be in legendary. I just no. Where would you put series ten? Like where? Where are you thinking series ten before you get? I was honestly going to go legendary for series. I can't put series ten above series five. I think oh. Moffat. I think series five is better. I just. I think it's Moffat's best. It's so many good episodes. It's Smith's best episode. Is his best series even? You know what? If we can all agree that seasons seven and eight are going to be below meh, then I will. Oh, I will... Series seven is series seven is dog shit. It's dog shit, yeah. Okay, let's let's do legendary then. We could, I, I've got to be legendary. It's Smith's best series, in my opinion. Yeah. I think series six and series seven never hit the same as this one did. No. And, oh, this was also, and series five also came out at like the peak of me being a Doctor Who fan. Like I had all the toys, Fair, I had yeah. all the Sonic screwdrivers, I had a Fez. Like this was at the peak of me being a Doctor Who fan. 
It's weird. I had like, bow ties so I could dress like Matt Smith. So I, I and he had the same first name as me. True, true. So it's like like Matt Smith. As much as David Tennant will always be my doctor, I think Matt Smith is one of my absolute favorites. The thing and is, this series is why. I always think of Matt Smith as like the current doctor because obviously you were into it like the most when Matt Smith was around. I got into it in 2012 when he was still the doctor. So I just think of him as the current we we really became friends while he was the doctor, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. It was like uh, anyway of his, but yeah. Series six. I I, I think, think there are good movie. ones in series six. But I think it's a mess series. I agree. The, the thing is, the overall story arc, I think, was pretty decent. And you had, like, the first half was good because you had Day of the Moon, Good Man Goes to War. But then it just, the second half just pop pulls. Flat on its yeah, head. I think the second half of the series lets it down a lot. Um, but even then, in the first half, there's some really boring episodes. Uh, Day of the Moon and The Impossible Astronaut is brilliant. brilliant. Is it pirates? The pirate one after that? Curse of the Black Spot. Yeah, that is the worst episode of New Who up and up until it's not the worst episode of New Who, but it's fucking dreadful. If you don't take into account season eleven and twelve, then in my Unicorn and the Wasp is still probably my least favorite. Oh, you can't you can't say it's worse than the Curse of the Black Spot. I mean, Curse of the Black Spot is fucking bad though. It's it's really bad. Uh, Is it the Gang of Two Parter after that? No, it's um, Doctor's Wife after that. Oh, Doctor's Wife is good. I like that one. I like Doctor's Wife. More because he's got, like, mentions Time Lords. And, yeah, Neil yeah. Gaiman's a pretty good writer as well. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the Ood is cool. Yes. And the old TARDIS was cool as well. Yeah. Uh, what's after that? The yeah, so one. I'll tell you what with the Doctor's Wife, the woman who played her, um, you know the episode of Sarah Jane Adventures, the Amona Lisa? Yeah. That's her. That's the same actress. Oh mad! I didn't know that. Uh, it's I. I didn't until like a few years back. I was like, what? Um, I don't remember all that much about the Gang of Two part. Uh, I can just remember it being a meh when I watched it. It's it's yeah. I would say six out of ten. I remember, I remember the ending to the second half. That's good because that sets up obviously. Yeah, man. But good no, man goes to war is very good. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to that like immediately. That's a good story. Yeah, good man. Uh, Let's kill Hitler is really fucking dumb. I mean, it's. it's and I don't know how I feel about. I mean, they don't even kill Hitler, so I don't really know why he was in the title. He's Mm. in the episode for like a minute. Pretty, pretty much. And my problem with that is like River Song starts off like wanting to kill him, then suddenly she just wants to save him, and it's like, what? It's just a bit poorly written, to be honest, but. It's it's a decent episode, but I can't put it above seven out of ten. Even even six, I'd probably go six out of ten for that episode. Yeah, um, I don't. I genuinely can't remember what episodes come after Let's Call Hitler. To be honest, I do know this. It's Night Terrors, and I always skip it because I find that so boring. The trailers for Night Terrors made it look so good. Yeah, that, this is what I remember. I remember watching series six part two. The trailers for Night Terror has made it look like it was going to be this really good, really scary story. And I can remember watching it and being so bored and finding the dolls just stupid. So, yeah, stupid, not scary, and just dumb. Just yeah. Really... Pretty, pretty bad episode. Yeah. Uh, what comes after that? Uh, Girl Who Waited. That's good. 
That I like that one because obviously it's quite quite clever how well I say clever, but you know you've got old Amy, you've got young Amy. Who does Rory choose? So yeah. anyway, it was Rory's choice in the end. But yeah, I yeah. like that. I, I like that one. Yeah. Uh, oh, what's after that? God complex. God complex. Oh, complex. It is kind of good and kind of bad. I mean, you got David Williams, and you know, like he's quite funny. So I, you yeah, know. there, there's some good parts about God Complex, but overall, it's kind of there still. It sets up, and it either sets up the crack in the time of the Doctor, or it sets up the War Doctor. So that's pretty cool. You got Weeping Angels in there. But it should be the War Doctor calling it, making it the crack was stupid. Mm. And um, oh god, what's after the closing time? Not. The uh, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> series six. I mean, it brings back um, what do they call them? The cyber bug things from the second Doctor time, I think it was. But cyber mats, cyber mats, cyber the the little rat things. Yeah, yeah, um, it's, it's one of the weaker Cybermen stories. Oh, definitely. I mean, the uh, I think the strongest Cyberman is either uh, yeah. season ten finale or Army of Ghosts. Moffat really struggled with the Cybermen, didn't he? Because he didn't do a good Cyberman story until Series 10. I think he struggled with the Daleks, because other than Asylum of the Daleks, which was still not like 10 out of 10, it was just he didn't do well with Daleks, in my opinion. He struggled with both, to be honest. Yeah, he just... The best villains of Doctor Who, he kind of fucked them up. He he did the Master all right. Oh, I agree. I didn't know how to do the Cybermen and the Daleks. No. He didn't he want knows, them. He, story, he didn't want them, and he just probably pushed them in there just because they're, you know, long prime. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Wedding of River Song is crap as well. I mean, it's we it's, didn't even talk about Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol's fucking oh, boring. Yeah, I mean, it's got good concepts, but yeah, it just like for half the episode, I'm kind of falling asleep. Although the the song at the end, I like it. So, you know. The music in the Christmas specials, it's I think, is for me. I feel like, yeah, I, I, I get yeah, where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. <laughs> bit too Disney movie. Yeah, I, I, I get where I get where you're coming from on that. Yeah, uh, series six is a straight mare. It's also it's, the payoff to the the payoff to the overall story is really bad as well. That's what I thought. I just felt, yeah, it just. And the thing is, the husband of River Song like, was obviously the, the the climax, but it was a bit weak and just kind of a pointless. Wedding of River Song, I think you mean. I would say Wedding R- R- River Song can't get above a seven out of ten. Yeah, it it's, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty bad finale. It's definitely, I'd say, his weakest. Yeah. I mean, name of the doctors. Oh, I'll tell you what. No, it's it's Matt Smith's worst finale, but it's not the worst finale that Moffat did because Series Eight's finale is. Oh, but then again, you got Series Nine's finale as well. I mean, Season Nine's finale. I've we'll get to those. We'll get to those. They're yeah. two very bad finales. But yeah, Series Six is going in a is going I, in a meh. I 100% agree. Meh. Can't get above that. Yeah. Overall series Seven is dog. Sh- series Seven is dog shit. It's but a tough because I don't know if I'll send it in. I don't know if I'll put it in there just because it's got Day of the Doctor. True, and the thing is, it has obviously the first half, other than Angels and the Dalek one, it was dog shit, and it's got a couple of decent ones Daleks in the second like, half. I think it's but... Adam Daleks is dog shit too. It's it's it's. I'd say the only good episode from that first half is 
Angels take Manhattan. I think nah, right. the other, the other, I think the other four are crap. No, the power of freeze, like the middle and the wardrobe is crap as well, and so is the snowmen. Uh, I mean, the the thing is, the Clara plot I was starting to like, but she just became like the shittest companion. Yeah. It just lets it down. I'm not gonna lie, as well. In the second half of the series, uh, they had the worst title sequence I've ever seen. The title sequence for series seven part two is so so shit and it looks like it was made in about 10 minutes on after effects it's just so me- like the thing is that's the problem with season seven like they changed a lot of things halfway through it was so random made absolutely no sense and it was just, yeah. yeah yeah messy and scene series seven part two bells of saint john is okay yeah even though i think the wi-fi storyline is going to be like very dated but it can be now, I guess, but um, uh, I I genuinely don't remember any other episodes. I'm not gonna lie with you. I, Rings of Nightmare in Silver and Name of the Doctor. I can't remember any others. There was uh, Rings of Akaten. That's cool. okay. Good song. Cold War. I find boring, but people like Cold it. Wars. Cold War's not great. It's not great. Uh, Hyde semi decent. Hyde is boring. I I I I've come. I've had. I have a soft spot for Hyde, but it's certainly not the best. Journey to the Centre of the TARDIS. Great to explain the TARDIS, but still boring. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, Crimson Horror is so boring. Crimson Horror is genuinely bad. Like, that episode yeah. is straight up terrible. That episode, is, that episode is... No. It was just... That yeah. episode is send it back into the Time War. It, yeah, it's bad. Uh, no, uh, no, it was crap as well. People like it. I find it really... Oh, it's, it's so shit. It's uh, so... Nightmare and Soul was crap. Name of the Doctor is pretty good, but like when the rest of the series has been either terrible or boring, yeah. Name of the Doctor can't really say it, it. It can't bring it's if if it was like stolen Earth yeah. or something at the end of the series. I'd, say, I'd put Name of the Doctor and Time of the Doctor on the same level, and I'd put Day of the Doctor above both of them. But I don't think I think all those episodes do is save it from being send it back. I think yeah. it's got to be bad. I think it's got to be. I think bad Wolf. I agree. I think time is slightly better than name, and then obviously Day of the Doctor is just quite a good episode. Day of the Doctor is like Day of the Doctor is legendary, but that's one episode on its own. This is the entire series. Yeah, the entire series is crap. If it wasn't for the specials, I think that season would struggle being even bad. Yeah, if Day of the Doctor wasn't in this, if Day of the Doctor wasn't in this series, I'd say this would have been send it back. Yeah. I would, I would be very skeptical too, but I would probably agree. But yeah, we've got it, so it, it saves it. Yeah, series eight has a good opener, and listen is good. But good other than that, every episode in this series is either meh, boring, or bad. Sorry, did you say good? Good opener. Deep breath is good. Deep breath is shit. It is. I like deep breath. Deep Breath is 80 minutes. It's 40 minutes stretched to 80 minutes. It's so boring. No, I don't mind Deep Breath. I think it's a great opener for Peace yeah. Capaldi. And I think Listen is very good as well. The only bit of Deep Breath that's good is the mention back to Girl in the Fireplace. Other than that, I just it's just so long. But no, I agree with Listen. Listen is the superior episode. Listen is, listen is I, I do think Listen is very good. I think mm. the Robin Hood one's not awful either. It's I, think, I don't think it's great. But I think it's like decent. It, it, it's 
semi-decent. Into the Daleks, terrible. And then yeah. everything after Listen is meh. Pretty much. Until you get to the finale, which is straight up awful. I mean, the finale has its, its semi-decent moments, but it's... Thing is, I this is weird. I've always hated. They took, really, they took a really distasteful approach in the finale, though. When they cre- when they tried saying like, "Oh, anyone who gets cremated is tortured." Tortured and feels. The it's burn. like can you imagine if you just had a relative that got cremated, mm. you'd be in fucking despair watching that. You, like, yeah, it was. It was just yeah that 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 drags it down. Um, but you I know, know what? if they send it. Oh, tell you what, Matt. I the, the the when I watched season eight about six months ago, I I've come to like it a lot more. But I think it has to. Be I bad. I really like Peter Capaldi in series eight, but Clara is annoying. I don't yeah. like Danny Pink all that much. I don't like I mean, all of the episodes are so meh and so boring, except for listen. And then that finale is just bad. It was it was just the. It was so boring. I, th- I think it. Ca- I think because I was going to say Bad Wolf, but I think I can even justify send it back. I would say Bad Wolf, but you know what? I'm going to let you decide because I've, I've, I used to try and pretend that series didn't exist. I've liked it a lot more now, but it's you still... pretended it didn't exist. It's got to be send it back then. No, I've come you, to like it from more. what I've heard. You've said there's one good episode. It's oh, I, I struggle. I struggle, but you know what? Send it in time war. Send it back in the time war. Send it back in the time war. I think it's. I I I think it's yeah. Oh god, series nine's up next. A lot of people like series nine, and I don't get why because the series is really not good. I I quite. I'm one of those people. Oh no, man. Okay, only episode I can name from series nine that is amazing is uh, Heaven's Sent. Yeah. Okay, let, let's go through the episode. So, Capaldi's just acting by himself. Yeah. And, Peter and, Capaldi yeah. starring Peter Capaldi featuring Peter Capaldi. It, sh- it shows what he can do. It shows what he can do. Yeah. And it's I think good. that episode is fantastic. Uh, Hellbent is terrible, though. I remember watching it with you and we both hated it when we watched I, it. It ruined Gallifrey. It ruined the end of time. And it's... Oh, my God. Let it, it made me dislike Clara more than I already did. Now, obviously, there are some elements involving their relationship I actually really liked, but I think it was in the wrong episode. You're probably going to have to remind me of some of the episodes here because I'm thinking through the series. I remember almost every episode was a two-parter or a three-parter because the finale was a three-parter. Right, let's let's go for it. So the two-parter at the beginning is great. And I like it, but that's probably because it's got Davros in it, so I'm biased. I wouldn't even say great. I would just say good for that. But I yeah, it's good. I think the bits with the Doctor and Davros are very good, but I think the Missy stuff is yeah, a little bit over the top. Pointless having her there. To Missy be and Clara a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, the Doctor and Davros stuff is good. I remember the Lake one being quite good. I, that's one of my favourite episodes of the series. I I have such a soft spot for that. I don't know why. I just I really like it. But... um. I don't remember what's after that. It's oh, the Zygon two parter. Yeah, the Zygon two parter is pretty good, and it's got that great speech in it's, it. The thing is, I this don't thing think that's like... though, is it? Um, I don't know. I'm um, gonna have to search this up because I genuinely don't remember this series. The thing is, it was Invasion, which was the first part, was very very good. The Inversion, which was the second part, 
Other than the speech, I get quite bored in that one. I, I just, it's, it doesn't do it for me. Um, but yeah, no, it's. I genuinely can't remember what other episodes. There was last Christmas. Last Christmas, if we're counting that. I guess. No, that was season eight, wasn't that it? Was season really? eight, yeah, that was bad. That, 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 that makes series eight worse. That was dog shit. That, uh, the girl who died and the woman who lived was after the lake one. Those I episodes mean, are really idiot, yeah. bad. Girl who died, all right. Woman who lived, shit. Just yeah, so I don't like. I like the callback to fires on Pompeii in Girl yes. Who Died. That's the only thing that makes it decent for yeah. me. Yeah, Woman Who Lived is rubbish. It's, Zygon it's... Inversion and Zygon in... Zygon Invasion and Zygon Inversion is quite good. Inversion is a bit more Inver... boring. The inversion speech. is no. I think inversion's the better one because that's really? got that really good speech in it. That's the only thing that makes it decent for me. That speech, I just find it a bit boring. You fucking hate sleep no more, which is me- oh, next. I, I remember you s- fucking hating this one. Me, yeah, yeah. It's dubbed. It's so, it, it's so put. So eyelashes are an enemy now. Like what? How, how I, remember not, I remember not minding it, but you fucking hated it. So. Boring. It was like, what the fuck is this? And it was Mark Gatiss, and I expected a bit more from him. Oh my god! No, I can't. I can't do that. I remember not minding it, but I just remember you fucking detesting it. It, it was like you with Unicorn and the Wasp. It's one of those where, for some reason, I just, I, I, I hate it with a passion. It's so boring, pointless, alien. Just, yeah, yeah. I, I can't do that one. It, it drags the series down for me so much. Well, that and the woman who lived. Yeah, I like the ending where they where they revealed that like you've been watching it the whole time, and because you've been watching the found footage, you now have like the sand people in your eye, and like you're you're turning into one. I like that. Right. So mm. it's a nice way to break the fourth wall, but in a good way. Face the Ravens, boring. I mean, I've actually come to like that one because I, I actually quite like the Clara sacrifice. I like but... that Clara dies at the end. The thing is, though, the whole... The... I like I hate Clara, so watching her die yeah. is always fun. Precisely, precisely. I just wish they didn't bring her back to life two episodes well, exactly. later. I mean, it was actually quite a good farewell, and then they fucking bring mm. her back an episode later, and it's like, what's the purpose there? How, how, how is that emotional now? You know, the sacrifice basically for nothing. Ah, oh, yeah. Difficult, difficult through par, but Heaven Sent is obviously 10 out of 10, in my opinion. Yeah. Brilliant episode. Can't fault it. And obviously, Gallifrey at the end, great reveal. Yeah, Heaven Sent is just really fucking good. Mm. Hellbent think... is terrible. Now, I've said this. If Hellbent was a good episode, that two-parter would probably be just as good or better than Stolen Earth. But it's Hellbent drags it down so much. Yeah. Because mm. the, the thing is, the concepts with the Doctor and Clara's relationship kind of work in that episode, but it was the wrong place to do it. And it was like, it was, they used Gallifrey. That you know, Ratalon was there for what, 10 seconds? He was just a weak old man, couldn't do anything. It's just a bit of a joke. A bit of a joke. Yeah. Husbands yeah. of River Song is kind of boring, but I like the ending with I, the power. I, I really, I quite like that episode. Um, and obviously, yeah. the, the ending brings it up a lot. And it's. I'm saying Series 9's a meh, my guy. I like. I, I like we need to get this wrapped up soon. I'm seeing two um, I would I would push for fantastic, but I think because it's got so much. Oh, that I can't in my heart give this a fantastic. 
I think, yeah, let's stick with meh. Let's stick with meh. Uh, series 10, I... I think kind of legendary, but I can argue... A, I think kind of fantastic, sorry, but I can see where you'd argue a legendary. Okay, let's... Uh, Return of Nox Mysterio, I really like that. Um, it's, yeah, that's pretty good. Then Pilot is actually quite decent and actually quite... I don't mind Pilot. I don't mind Pilot. I must say as well, I really like the companions in this series. Yes, it's... Bill, always... is, Bill is one of the best companions of the series. Before, but the companion relationship... And Nardo's great as well. Yeah, it's the best like companion relationship since Donna, yeah. in my opinion. Smile, smile's pretty bad. It's... I don't remember Thin Ice. Thin Ice is... It's just a... It's kind of your run-of-the-mill basic Doctor Who episode. Yeah. It wasn't really special. Oh, Knock Knock was pretty good. Knock with Knock the, the wood, With the wood and stuff. That was, that was decent. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, that was surprisingly decent. Oxygen, I think, is great. not bad. Sacrificing himself for, for yeah. her. And then the, 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 I love the cliffhanger at the end where he says, I'm still blind. Great cliffhanger. And the screen glows black when he says it. Yeah. Great cliffhanger. Uh, oh, Monk Free Parter. Now, a lot of, and I think you're the same, a lot of people find this one boring, but I, I really like it. All three parts of this are really boring. I, they, they drag in places. I just think they've got some really good concepts. But, um, yeah, I just really, like, it kind of puts it up for me in a way. But, yeah, I, I, can, I can see where people come from. Hmm. Um, what uh, is Empress of Mars. Uh, <laughs> mm. I don't remember a thing about the episode except for the Ice Warriors. Yeah, this is where the series starts to take a little bit of a dip, in my opinion. It again, it was a good, co- fairly good concept, but I, it's I struggle with it because it's it. Yeah, it's it feels like a series eight episode, in my opinion. Yeah, in a way. Um, what was the other one? What was the other one? Uh, the Eaters of Light, which I light. do not remember anything about. Now, I a lot of people don't like it. I find it surprisingly good. I, I've actually forgotten elements of it, but I, I do find it surprisingly good. I remember there was um, Romans, but I don't remember a thing about what happened in the episode. I, I've forgotten aspects, but I, I think someone sacrificed himself at the end. I love how I say I quite like it, but I can't actually remember all the plot. Now, I remember it being good. That's that's with the thing. this. I would have just said the series was meh so far, but that's who part. Mm. That's who part finale. Wild enough and time and Doctor. Oh, good! It's so it, good. Honestly, I know I know you like the season five two part better, but I just think it's no. Actually, no, 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 I, I prefer this one over series five's finale. Yeah, it's, it's so good. You've got to miss how to write the Cybermen. What just happened? <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, no, you finally learn how to write the Cybermen. Great, great exactly. two-parter. The Master will come back as well. Yeah. It was great. Missy was at her best in this one. Okay. Now, the only issue I have with this is John Sim was sort of underused, in my opinion. But it, it doesn't really matter. used about right. It, it doesn't matter too much because you can't really have him as like the main bad guy because that's yeah. not the purpose of him anymore. Um, and I think we can both agree it's the best like finale since Journey's End style. Yeah. I think this, I think it would have been better if they hadn't revealed that John Sim was coming back like months in advance. I think if they made it like an actual surprise, it would have been great. 
Like when he kind of says former prime minister, like that would have been the most like jump up moment ever. Yeah, yeah, that I, I agree. Great. That no, of course the tabloids leaked it. Yeah, yeah. This and is then twice upon a time, which I think is quite good. I, I, I think it's amazing, but I do think it's pretty good. All I love about Twice Upon a Time is that there's not actually like a bad guy in it. It's kind no. of just, yeah. It is I, just about the Doctor coming to terms with regenerating. Yeah. It's got the Twice. first sister, obviously, as well, which is great. David Bradley yeah. did a fine job. I do wish, I do wish we went sort of immediately from the first Doctor regenerating to the 12th Doctor regenerating instead of kind yeah. of dragging it a little bit towards the end. Yeah, I get what you mean. But I get why they did it, because they needed the big emotional climax yeah, for the yeah. Doctor. I think it's a great final story, though, for yeah. Peter. Oh, I agree. The first Doctor was it's cool. It's obviously, I'm so biased towards End of Time, but I think it's a lot better than Time of the Doctor. A lot yeah, better. I can, I can get behind that. Yeah. With all that said... So... I don't know. I'm in between. I'd go with Fantastic, but if you want Legendary, I'll let you have Legendary. Petition for legendary on this. I have absolutely have to. I just think this would mean also that each doctor so far has gotten into legendary tier. That's true. That's true. Well, they de- uh, they deserve it. I mean, it's if you want legendary, I'll let you have legendary. Why oh, you're a lad? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I just, I just, the finale has to me has to bump it in. Yeah, there. I had to put down series nine so you can have series yeah. ten. Up. Yeah, true. Comp- compromise, compromise. Right then, here's where we get into the controversial ones. Oh my god. Series 11. Oh okay. dear. Very little good episodes in series 11. The woman who fell to earth is meh. It's meh. Um, uh, oh god, I need, I, I need to remind myself about meh. these episodes. I. Oh, Ghost Monument is next. Ghost Monument is shit. It's shite. I'm going to forget the episode of this because I've watched you series. Oh, oh, Rosa's pretty good. Rosa. I think Rosa is probably one of her better ones. I, I, well, what I would have liked is, I don't know if you agree, but it would have been a great opportunity to bring back like the trickster because it was kind of had trickster vibes in that, you know, but it would have been better if that was the trickster rather than just some random racist time. I think it was a bit overdone. I would have preferred it if they'd used like a trickster or something. Yeah. But no, um, I, I think it was quite emotional on the bus, so I think that that's a good episode. Yeah, I think Rosa's probably one of Jodie's better ones. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, Arachnids in the UK is... Oh, do you know what? Do you know what? What was the other one I said was stupidly... was bad, but it was like yeah. so bad it's hilarious. Yeah. Monsters, I think. Monsters. I put arachnids in the UK on the same level. It's fucking, it's, it's fucking horrendous, but it's like hilariously horrendous. It's, it's just a weird because I just all, all I found with it is it's just was a bit of a fuck America, fuck guns episode. Like it's just obviously the main bad guy was basically just an American with a gun. You know what, just, you know what I started to notice from uh, Jodie Whittaker Doctor Who episodes? Yeah, is that every episode they'll meet up with some people. And one by one, they'll keep adding more and more people into their group of people yes, until by the end of the episode, there's just this massive group of like 10 people in the TARDIS or some shit. And it's it's so clear in Arachnids in the UK, where just one by one, they just keep adding these unconnected people. It's like you've already got three companions. Why do you need more people? 
I thought I was the only one who noticed that, but that is absolutely right. I mean, literally every episode. And it happens in so many episodes. It's not even like just one or two. It happens in loads of episodes. It happens later in the series in Kablam. Yeah. It happens again, sort of, in The Witch Finders. Um, It happens in It Takes You Away. It happens in The Battle of Rancor Av... Whatever the fuck. Yeah. Ghost Monument, it happens. Like, it happens in so many episodes. Right, and in season 12, cool. it happens again. Can you give me a minute? Because I need to pull up season 11 list of episodes. Can I? I cannot remember. I, I can read them out to you as we go. The Tusunga Conundrum. The one with the Pating. Oh it's my bad. god, so cringe. It's bad. This one also has the one where you've got the guy who's giving birth. And yeah. There's that like some alien king or so. It's bad. It's a bad one. Uh, Demons of the Punjab. Demons of the Punjab is okay. Actually. I was going to say actually, I, this is one of my favourite of the series. It's it's probably the strongest in my opinion. I do quite like Demons of the Punjab. It's, that one's not bad. It's not a main enemy as well. It's kind of yeah. Just, they're there. Uh, ooh, Kablam is up next. I quite like Kablam. Kablam's pretty yeah, good. Remind me of Kablam. Uh, they go essentially they go to Amazon, but in space. Yeah. Yeah, it was like I go to the Amazon warehouse, but it's in space. Uh, that was sad actually, because I was that that kid and the girl. I was kind of shipping them, but yeah, he killed her. So I I, I like I liked uh, I like Kablam. Yeah, it's not not terrible, not terrible. Nah, it's 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 a decent one. Uh, I like the, the, the there's kind of a message behind there as well about not replacing humans with robots and computers. Yeah, that's what well, I like. It's not a great message, but it's uh, something there. I low-key like the Witch Finders, the next um, one. I'm just trying to remember this one, because uh, she, the Doctor almost got dunked in water, doesn't she, at the end? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. But the guy playing, is it King James? Yeah, I think so. So good. So good. King James, he's having a fucking blast with it, and you can tell. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> Um, it takes you away. That was the one about that, like, punch yeah. was it? I think it takes you away started very good. Yeah. And then once they introduced the mirror world, they lost me. It's, it, the problem is, I, I just, I thought that that was going to be the two-parter, like the end of the series, but it, it was just like one episode where they rushed so many yeah, The thing about the... The idea of like this monster taking her dad away and them having to find this monster while keeping this blind girl protected, yeah, doesn't want their protection. I thought was such a good idea, yeah. And then they went into the mirror, and it was just it's just so many elements that do not fit. What father would leave their own daughter behind so they could go travel across dimensions? (laughs) Nah. No, it's, it's not. not it, it loses me. It starts very good and then it loses me. It's like two episodes or like three or four episodes within. And one then the frog at the end is the stupidest thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That takes you away. Could have been great, but it was. Yeah, the frog. I forgot about the fucking. Yeah. No, that that just takes it away from me. The Battle yeah. of Ranskor Av Coloss. Um, oh fucking dear! That what a what a bad finale. The fact that I can't remember these episodes just shows their shit. What happened in that one? I can't even remember. There's like, like I don't know. There's people who seem like they should be in Avatar: The Last Airbender, and then they run into the teeth villain from episode one, 
who they try to build up as like a big bad and like a really like intimidating and bad villain on the level yeah. of like the Daleks and the Sontarans. Even though he wasn't. he's not, because he's just not intimidating in the slightest. A guy with a face full of teeth. It was nothing. Yeah, really. he's not. He's not a good villain. Resolution uh, is okay. It's a, it's an interesting concept to explore with the Daleks, but yeah. it's still a lot of people really hated the the Dalek design, but I kind of liked it. I thought it was a bit shit, but I respect I, I, I respect got it, I got it for resolution. When they did it in Revelation or Revolution or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. That's when they lost me again when they made it the metal version, but I think while it was like the scrap metal, mm. it looked good. I think the thing is they needed a new design because I don't think they had a different design, did they, since, like, like season five, I don't think. Because that was yeah. one of the full ones. Um, overall, with series 11, there's some okay episodes, but it's kind of meh, I'd say. I don't think it's bad, but I do think it's maybe meh. I was going to go as far as to say send it back into the time war, but... Nah, Rosa... Rosa brings it up for me. Demons of the Punjab brings it up. Blam brings it up. I have a soft spot for the witch finders. I agree with most of those points, but I just I cannot put season eleven on par with three. I I I I'm gonna have to say it's yeah. Then again, I can't put it on the same. Like even I don't even think I put series three on the same part as all of the. I think we might have to move series three up. Matt, you're a bloody genius. I think I think I know I, there were some stinkers in series three, but I think it deserves to get moved up, I, to be honest. I agree. David Tennant series. Yeah, just... no, we're moving series three up. I say move series three up and put series eleven on the same level as series nine and six. Um You know what? Because you've moved season three up for me, I think I can compromise on that because yeah, there were some alright ones in there. Although we might have to reconsider series eleven after looking at series twelve. True, true. Because I wouldn't put, because I, I don't think I'd put series twelve above Mare, but I also don't think I'd put series eleven and twelve on the same level. No. Oh, season twelve. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, here we go. Season twelve. Spy. Oh. Spy. Spyfall part one is great in my opinion. Yeah, but part two was a letdown. Thing is, the master, I can't remember the actor's name, he cannot play the master for shit. Like, he has no. I think he's so good. Matt, he has no facial expressions. He has. I disagree. I think. What's his name? What's his name? name? Have I forgotten this? It begins with an R. I know that. Sasha Dewan. Sasha Dewan. He was in in an adventure in time and space. I think he's a great master. Uh, he, I, I'm sorry. I think he's I, great. I can't agree with that. I, I, he's just shit. I think, I, he's, I think he's a good master. I think a lot of things with season 11 and 12. I think he plays, he's I think he plays like an over-the-top version of what John Sims was. It was like the psychotic deranged well, master. Not, he just it's, it's, it doesn't work for him. I think he's great. I, I disagree. I, I think Sassan is a great master. Cannot act the master. I think the writing lets him down a lot, but I just think he doesn't work. I mean, give him honestly, an say, I'd honestly say Sacha Dewan is what kind of saves the timeless children for me. Mate, it's why it's so good. It, it drags it down for me. It just and like no. the timeless children is a bad episode, but Sacha Dewan 
because he's kind of overacting, but it works for the master, in my yeah, opinion. You're mad. It's oh no, it's not. Oh, it doesn't work. So dry. I just realised why I think Spyfall Part Two might actually be worse than Spyfall Part One, because Spyfall Part Two and One are, def- are directed by different people. Wait, are you joking me? Yeah, and Spyfall Part One is directed by Jamie Magnus Stone, and Spyfall Part Two is directed by Lee Haven Jones. I swear that's unheard of for a two. Why? It's a two-parter. Why is it two different directors? It's not even like it's a same story with like two different names. It's actually part one and part two. Yeah, that's it's... weird. Anyway, yeah. I'd say Spyfall's okay. Ooh, no, we've arrived at it. Speaking oh, of Haven Jones, he directed our next episode, which, do you know what? Even after all I've said about Unicorn and the Wasp, I might have to retract my statement this might be the worst episode of Doctor Who I've ever seen. Orphan oh, 15, no. bloody five. I've realised what it is. Oh, it's... no. Matt, it's the climate change one, isn't it? Yep. It... I'll talk about political correctness. Oh, no. Orphan 55. <laughs> what yeah. happened here? No. This this might be the worst fucking episode. God. It's terrible. It's terrible. Have you noticed that I've been saying about bad episodes that they have good concepts, right? Yeah. This does not have a good concept. It is so No, this has one good concept. This has one good concept. I will not have this slander. One good thing about Orphan 55. Benny! (laughs) like what happened here like it puts in a climate change message which is so ham-fisted and badly done yeah you designed such a cool looking monster in the dregs to do shite all with them yeah they cast james buckley oh fucking hell yeah how did you cast james buckley and with him that badly James Buckley is a brilliant actor, but I don't think he works for Doctor Who. You cast a legend of British TV in James Buckley. And you just... In between It's Jay Cartwright, man. Jay bloody Cartwright. How did you cast him? And you fucked his role up that badly. No, it's... Oh, that episode is such dog shit. He's so good at comedy. And the comedy they gave him is so terrible. Yeah. Just, I don't know why they don't just leave them to do it themselves. I mean, obviously the writer, well, whoever wrote that, can't write for shit. Such a waste of... Because I fucking love James Buckley. I think he's so good. He is just a brilliant man. The the Inbetweeners, I said it before last week, is one of the best British TV shows of all time. But what a waste of a cast that was. Yeah, I agree. And I'll tell you what... When when I watched this with my dad when I when I watched it and when when that like climb when when she started going on about if you don't act now it's gonna end the world and my dad just looked at me like really no so the thing face. is it is a good message for young people in a way but I it, think it's a good message but the way they handled it and the way they did the message was so bad and so ham fisted and ridiculous. I think that message is good and it belongs in Doctor Who. But the way they did it was dreadful. 
the way they did it, I agree, is dreadful. Um, my only my problem with the message itself was it was a bit, you know, Greta Thunberg. It's a bit. The world's gonna end soon. Well, like, I don't have a problem with the message because that message has been in Doc Two before, back in yeah. like the seventies with John Pertwee in the Green Death. Yeah. It has the same message as Orphan Fifty Five. But the problem is, in in that episode, it's handled well. In yeah. Orphan Fifty Five, it isn't. It's very, very patronizing and it's... very do this now or yeah. you know you're gonna kill yourselves. Ha ha. Yeah. I and think so hand-fisted the way they did it. If I feel, like they, I feel yeah, like they would have needed extra time to make yeah that ending and that message work. Things I don't know if you've noticed when they've done like political messages before, they kind of like with I guess the Shakespeare code, right? Like whipping the people in the mental asylum. That was all set in the past. It was kind of like a past tense vibe when they when they like dealt with yeah. those issues. So this well, like, was in well, like what I said when they did um, Planet of the Ude and the slavery yeah. message and that, that one. That's kind of very subtle, and yeah, it, they, they, they handled it really well. Yeah, Orphan Fifty Five has none of the subtlety. Mm. It has all of the subtlety of slapping someone in the face with a sign that said "Recycle now." Very <laughs> much. Oh, it's bad. We can't say talking about Orphan Fifty Five. It's terrible. Yeah, we can't stay on that. We're not even getting into even some of the worst stuff. Like the writing and the dialogue in this one is terrible. Oh, the dialogue for the whole. Except for Benny. Benny, what have you done with my Benny? I love her final line, the way she dies, where she's like, go, I'll handle them. And she just runs up to him and goes, which one of you hurt Benny? And she immediately dies. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I love it. I love it. Anyway, uh, Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror is meh. Yeah. It was... I thought that was going to be the Rachnos when I saw it in the trailer. Really? Actually, yeah. um, I think the actress who played the Rachnos in A Runaway Bride was the same. Yeah. And it did look like the heads looked like the Ragnos, didn't it? Fugitive mm. um, of the Jadoon. I don't I even know what to say about this episode. It started okay with mm. just the Jadoon, and then they kept just adding what the fuck moments into yeah, this episode. It's just a bit messy. I feel like it's maybe yeah. one too many what the fuck moments. Like, yeah. first you have Jack, which was a massive. What the fuck? Yeah. Then you throw in the Time Lords. Then you throw in the fact that they're alien and it's Time Lords. Is another what the fuck? Yeah. Then you add in the the, the, the it's the Doctor, which yeah. is even bigger what the fuck. Then you add in like the amnesia stuff, which is another what. The, it's it's just one too many what the fuckery you know, moments. You know what's weird about this episode? It's it like, kind of makes it a little bit messy. Yeah. Thing is, right, I, when I watched this, I knew that Jack was back. That was spoiled. I knew that Joe yeah, Martin was still I, 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 It shocked me when I saw it. It, it was a... Uh, yeah, well, I heard the voice. I was like, no way. Not no, after 10 no. years. They've not brought him back. And then he pops up and I was like... And then as I heard the voice more, I was like, it is. That's him. That's John Barrowman. And then he popped up and I was like, yeah. yes. No, and that is nothing in the episode. And he proceeded to disappear after about 10 minutes. Yeah, that's the bit that pissed me off a little. I'll be honest with you. But um, and then yeah, he wasn't even yeah. in the finale, so it was a return for a pointless return. Yeah, it could have just turned into the dark one. Because the thing is, the message that he gave um, 
the companions. It didn't really stop the Cybermen in the yeah. end. Uh, it, didn't, um, it didn't need to be there. We need to hurry up on this, so let's keep going. Future of Jadoon is okay. Praxius is pretty bad. That's another bloody climate change message. Uh, what happened to that? Uh, the what? microplastics in the sea and whatnot, and the birds. Oh, yeah, fuck that. that was... it's, a, it's another bloody climate change episode. Yeah. Two in a series, would you believe? Can You Hear Me is fucking hilarious. Oh, uh, what was. Oh, you're going to have to go for all of these. I've completely forgot that the one. The one with the gods, where they trick the doctor into. Uh, you got the god whose fingers come off and he puts them into people's that ears while they sleep. That's so weird, though. I was just like, why are you fingering people? And then, and then, and then they release the other god, but it turns out the god they released is more evil than he is. Yeah. I, I like that twist. That was a good twist. I, I like that twist. I, I do like that twist. Now, that's probably quite a strong one for the series, aren't they? Um, The Haunting of Villa Diod... I'm not even going to try and say that word. Diodati. Yeah. Diodati. Oh my god. Um, oh my god. Haunting Villa Diodati. I feel like the Cyberman just does not fit in this episode. It was so. It was just. It, this was one of those like horror haunting episodes. Yeah, it started off as like the horror haunted episode, and then they had a scene with that where you had the woman and the little girl, which they never explained. Yeah. Yeah. It's like so. Are they actually ghosts? Yeah. And then what? they shoehorned in a Cyberman. It was like what? So so yeah, so out of place. And it was another one of those things that Christian well, it wasn't actually written by him, but in his yeah, like you've yeah. said it before, like it's just so many things happening. Yeah, so episode, also, I th- I think I saw someone say that the episode is a like a rip-off of like a like a Doctor Who audio episode oh, really? and from like years ago that had Mary Shelley and a Cyberman. Oh and whole Frankenstein thing. What? Oh, that's so unoriginal then, isn't it? Yeah, so that kind of docks points. Uh, Ascension of the Cybermen is okay. I actually quite like this episode because I, 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 was... I like it. I like Ascension of the Cybermen. Um, leading up to something, the, the flying Cyberman heads is a bit of a piss take. But... That was a bit cringe. <laughs> uh, oh no! And then we hit the timeless. And children. then this is where it goes to shit. Again, Gallifrey has been ruined, like in Hellbent. I mean, it keeps on happening. I've said this before. I don't get what, who the Timeless Children reveal was for because fans of the show are going to hate it. Casual viewers aren't going to understand it or care. And then new people getting into the show are going to be like, this is too confusing. I'm not into this. I'm tuning out. So it's like, who was this reveal for? Exactly. Who was this meant to make happy? Was it, was it done for Chibnall? It's yeah. It was done for him, wasn't it? Like it's because he wanted to. I think it's just him trying to make his big mark on the show. But it was disrespectful. It was just pointless. Yeah. I feel like they they go a little bit too far in play. I don't mind it, but I because I don't care enough to like hate it or be like, oh yeah, it's awful. It ruins the show. It ruins Doctor Who. I don't mind it, but I do think it goes a little bit too far in some places. Again, I don't know who it was done for because the diehard fans that yeah. watch the show religiously were always going to hate it. Exactly. The casual viewers don't care. So, like, who was it done for? It's, it's just for him. Like, in, I, I think in ways it does ruin the show because obviously the Doctor's supposed to always have this kind of knowledge and then this has been 
hidden so, sorry she has had this knowledge that that, that that's one of the main parts of this I feel, like, I feel like having the doctor just be like a traveler and just like pretty much a nobody on gallifrey before they went traveling was better for the character exactly. making them into some sort of chosen one that's, is that's a little like, is a little is a, yeah it's a little over the top my main problem because obviously he was just an ordinary like Time Lord, you know, ordinary person. Yeah. Shout just... out, shout out to the uh, to the to the uh, homie Tectuain for torturing a child as well. That was a fun scene to watch. Yep, because it's straight up implied she just keeps killing and torturing this child. Yeah. So you know that's fun for uh, seven p.m. tea time viewing. Yeah, pretty. Yeah. Um, and then we have Revolution of the Daleks, which is very meh. Very very meh. I don't even know how I feel on this one. It's. I like seeing Jack again. I just wish he did yeah, more. I love that. Um, uh, Graham leaving is upsetting, considering he's a great companion. Yeah. Uh, um, oh so to uh, leave, um, Bradley Walsh. Um, yeah. Ryan... I've had enough of seeing the bloody Jack Robertson, Donald Trump guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's um, a mess. He was, he was the gun guy in the Arachnids of the UK, wasn't he? he was... Yeah, honestly, man, Series 12, I think someone could make an argument for it being Bad Wolf, but Orphan 55 think... and Praxius really make me want to put this all the way down to send it back think... into the Time War. It will all depend on what they do with the Timeless Child, because I've heard theories that... It's I think we've got to put it on the same level as Series 8, actually, to be fair. Like, I was thinking it was better than Series 11. Oh. At least with Series 11, it was just disappointing and a little bit boring in places. Series 12 has, like, just some genuinely really bad episodes in it. Season 12 was either going to be actually quite good or just very bad, but I think it's very bad. Yeah. It's the you know, honestly, I think looking at it more, I think I do actually prefer Series 11. I mean, I think that season eleven was shit, but it was in, it didn't ruin anything. It didn't. It wasn't like yeah. Series eleven is just boring. Like series eleven doesn't have an episode that's straight up really, really bad. It's just got episodes that are really boring and really it forgettable. Doesn't, it doesn't have any like great episode. That's, that's yeah. Well, series is pretty good. Hmm. I don't I think, think series eleven has any. I don't think series twelve has anything on the level of Rosa or uh, Demons of the Punjab. No, I think I'm agreeing. Send send it back to the time war. Yeah, I think this one's going to be sent back into the time war. Back into hell. Back into hell. All right. You happy with that final ranking? Let's just go through it quick. From bottom to the top. So From bottom to the top. So in send it back into the time war, back into hell. We've got series eight and series eight. twelve. In Bad Wolf, we have series seven. Mm-hmm. In Meh, we've got series six, series nine, and series eleven. In Fantastic, we've got Series 2 and Series 3. And in Legendary, we've got Series 1, Series 4, Series 5, and Series 10. It just shows that it's such a great show if, like, the Legendary is the biggest slot. Like, there's more in Legendary than the others. Yeah. Oh, to be so, fair, I would maybe argue Series 10 belongs one tier down, but, yeah, I, I can get behind I, it. Yeah, I can't, I can't budge on that. I've got to stand strong. Yeah. <laughs> I think all we can take away from this, and uh, you don't really need us to tell you this, but uh, do better, Chibnall. Yeah, do better. Like, come on. So far, Jodie Whittaker's the only Doctor without one in Legendary. The thing is, what, what gets me is that obviously, to me, she's not the best herself. But like, the writing is letting her down. Like, she could offer a lot more. But the she's writing, a great, she's a great actress. 
And I think she could be a very good doctor, yeah. but the writing is ruining it's it for her. Shit. And I don't blame her for leaving. Yeah, so, same. same. Her. Because she's just been given shit after shit for this. For being she's, the like, she's tried her hardest to make it work. For like being... she's gone to David Tennant and gotten his advice on making it work. Yeah. Like she prepared for it with yeah. Tennant. Yeah, literally. Because they work like, at the church, don't they? I think she just can't catch a break with the writing, is mm. the problem. It's the thing is as well, like it's the first like woman doctor, and she's like he's let her down and he's let the whole thing down and oh, now if they cast the man to be the next doctor, like I'm hearing they will, it's just yeah. gonna you're unfortunately just gonna get a case of oh well clearly a woman doctor could never have worked then, ha ha, guess it's gotta be a man again always. And I don't think that's a good idea. Because Ruth Martin seems like she'd be a great doctor. I will be honest with you. I was. Joe Martin, who played Joe the doctor. Yeah. I've always sort of been against the woman being the doctor, but I I agree though. It's it's just if you're going to do it, have a better writer because yeah. she. Could I didn't have an issue with it, and I thought Joe. I think Jodie's fine. Just the writing lets her down and makes yeah. her one of the weakest doctors. It's yeah, if Christian it's not doctor, to be honest. Yeah. Why did they get Chris Chibnall as a showrunner? Like there were so many good ones. I don't like, know. He had yeah. such a bad track record for the show that it really made no sense to cast him. But... Anyway, house was uh, we're gonna stop rambling on about Doctor Who because we yes. realise the majority of people don't care and probably haven't listened. Uh, if you have, uh, let us know what your favourite Doctor Who series is. Yes, yes, please. And, do. Uh, we tried to make this episode shorter. We've now been going for about two hours, I think. Two hours, yeah. This is this uh, is new. We knew we were going to waffle. Come on, we, we, yeah. we knew. So let us uh, uh, end the podcast here. Thank you for listening to episode eighteen of the MKP podcast. I've been Matt, joined by Paul Piggots, not coronavirus anymore. Kush is here in spirit. Yes, uh, we miss you, my guy. Please come back. Come back, please. Please come back. Kush, we all miss you. We all need you. You're a legend. Legend of the scene. Legend. It is. The the the, the guy who brings in the Indian viewers, Kush Fanky. We need him. We need him. I don't know if we can keep that in. Um. Anyway, the MKP podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Anchor, Pocket Cast, Break and Radio Public. Ooh, nice. Nice, very sleek. Sound like one of those old 1950s, like, now it's just like, come on, down to electric motors now for a great car. It's in your retail. Uh, great, 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 great cars, great general motors. You know, like those type of people. Right, right, that's exactly what I thought when I heard it. Exactly what I thought. Um, yes, uh, find us as well on Facebook and Instagram. Where we don't post enough, but follow <laughs> us and maybe we'll post more. Yes. And with that being said, uh, we will see you in the next episode. See you next time. Have a good one. See you soon. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.